We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we be. found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cover as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that can cut with violence and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs> Hi John. Hi Sam. Hi listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month we meet, drink coffee and talk cults, sects and fringe religious movements from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners as it will likely contain strong language um, and a couple of other lovely little content warnings for you today, John. Great. Uh, Content warning for sexual abuse and some homophobia adjacent activities yay yay um thank you very much for all the messages that you've been sending us listeners we love to read them thank you for your dog pictures we like yes, them the most they are very exciting we will repay those with more dog pictures yay. my dog uh in his various different forms i'll put a little album up and also sam yeah i don't have a dog but my mum and my sister do have dogs. Yeah. So you will get pictures of my family's dogs so <laughs> instead. do rush over to our <laughs> Instagram uh, in order to, uh, yeah, in order to get some full dog updates from us. Yeah. Uh, oh, and thank you for your uh, reviews on the uh, Apple podcasts and the various other um, platforms. We re- very much appreciate them. Um, and for those of you that are doing grassroots reviewing and just letting your mates know, we really appreciate that as well. Yeah, we do. And genuinely, all the little messages that we've been getting uh, through Facebook and through Instagram, we read them all. We've been responding to them. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, this. Oh, we're recording in real life. Yeah. In real life together in the same room. It's very exciting. We're enjoying it. Yay. We did a whole thing a bit earlier where we greeted each other in a strange way. If you would like to see that, please join us on Patreon where the video will be seen. That's patreon.com forward slash coffee and cults, as well as videos of Sam and I greeting each other in a sinister way. You can also see video recordings of us recording the podcast. Uh, You can also see some of our exclusive Patreon content where we review the music of cult leaders, review the books of cult leaders and sometimes do other silly stuff. It's a fun time. Check it out. Yeah. And we may have some music of a cult leader after this episode today. Oh, really? That's exciting. Yes, it is a very exciting episode because it was uh, nominated by our Patreon, Holly Keys. Thank Thank you, you Holly Keys. We love you. Um, Yeah, very exciting. Uh, If you would like to nominate an episode for us to do, you can either join us on Patreon or just send us a message and we'll go to the, the end of the list. If you Patreon us, you go to the top of the list. I think that's the rule, isn't it? That is the rule. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at the list now. And yes, that appears to be the rule. That is. Yeah. We definitely have a list and not just a load of like random notes on our phones and bits of paper. It's right. Here's the sound of the list. Sure. <laughs> ASMR, 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 folio work. Uh, so this, the cult we're going to be talking about, and I'm going to call them a cult because we can. Uh, straight out of it. Straight out of it. Um is named the Buddha Field. The Buddha Field. I was thinking this earlier, Sam, when you mentioned them. Mm. When John was a vaguely teenage hippie, uh, there used to be a big hippie-ish themed festival called the Big Green Gathering in Somerset, which was amazing and is a festival that was sadly bullied out of existence by the local council. Huh. Um, but 
at that and i imagine at other festivals now there was uh, a buddhafield section there is a buddhafield festival as well in the uk there is um, not to that, be confused yeah not yeah. the same organization because they just had really lovely seating and blankets and cushions and really good Ooh. vegan and vegetarian food and just lots of really nice volunteer buddhists so oh, yeah lovely. i just want to yeah point out i have this lovely association with that name from that but yeah. also very clearly to anybody listening who might also have that association this is not the same group no very very different uh this group in fact um was founded in the 1980s oh yeah i remember them west hollywood i do not remember that Ooh no so just picture like uh lots of uh, i don't know sexy tan people uh, I mean, that's usually what I do during this podcast. <laughs> I mean, how couldn't you with me in the room? Um, just trying to imagine something else. Uh, with uh, large hairsprayed hair. and uh, Big shoulder pads. Big shoulder pads. Big makeup. shoulders, maybe. Big shoulders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the 80s, everyone had those big club shoulders. I don't know. That's not a thing. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, my research mainly came from um, a very highly acclaimed documentary that was made about this cult. Uh, which is called Holy Hell, which was produced by um, Will Allen, who was an ex-member of the group. He was in for 22 years. Wow. Parts of my research also come from Wikipedia, from Esquire, and everyone's favourite magazine, Honolulu Magazine. Oh, that's my go-to magazine for information about Honolulu. Right, exactly. If I want to know the happenings of Oahu, is that where it is? I go to Honolulu Magazine. <laughs> Great, good, yeah. Um. I'm going to start by introducing you to the leader of this group. There are a lot of names. So they are a Venezuelan-born person. They were born Jaime Gomez. Ooh, that is a good name. Yeah. Um, Also known as Andreas, also known as Michel Rostand. He is an actor, a ballet dancer, a hypnotherapist, a behavioural therapist, a yoga teacher, the teacher, the master, and... God's voice on earth. Wow, that is a heck of a CV right there, Sam, isn't it? Crikey. Yeah, imagine reading that when he's just coming to interview for your cafe or something. (laughs) Okay, but you're God's voice on earth. Are you sure you can make a latte? (laughs) You know, like being overqualified for any job. Sometimes, How are you going to work around being God's representative on earth to do uh, a late night shift on a Thursday? (laughs) Um, Wow, that's crazy. That's a lot to fit on a business card, isn't it? Yeah, it'd probably be like double-sided or something, Uh, I guess. Hold it out. Um, so his group attracted, so 1980s, we've come out of the, uh, like big hippie movement, but now we've got the kids of the hippies, right? Okay. Um, and so they're all spiritual seekers. They're people looking for enlightenment or something that was missing, like common in all of the, the cults and groups that we talk about. Um, and they were all very beautiful people. So like, if you look at this documentary, they're all gorgeous and tall and mostly thin and mostly white um, and mostly able-bodied, um, but very like gorgeous. Yeah. And you see footage of them as like older adults as well in this documentary, and they're all still really hot. They're, they're just co- those kinds oh, okay. of... Okay. Yeah. With that classic kind of West Hollywood uh, support that helps you stay that hot in that, uh, in that lifestyle. Right? Oh, I, I mean... Perhaps we'll get to that later on. It's amazing, isn't it? I think, I don't know, with some of the other groups that we've done, there's been quite that kind of criteria. Like sometimes the leader might recruit the people they fancy out of the members for their own secret grouping. uh, Or they might send those people out to try and honey trap other people to come and join. But I don't know if we've ever seen such a strict... 
this is this is what I find attractive and that is what I will populate my group with a hundred exclusively. That's so interesting. Yeah. And it's a good mix of, of different of the of, of the genders. Um there are a few people in it who were older um, and especially as the group went on, people who joined right at the very beginning who are still there are, are older people. Yeah, okay. So there's a, a good array of people. It leans young. Yeah. It leans young and hot. Um, so they, they uh, at the maximum, they might have been 200 members, but it sort of averaged around 100. Wow, okay. Um, and this group promised peace, universal, unconditional love, and the knowing of God. So the main thing was like, I want to know God. No, no God. Like in in like se- sexy time. Like I want to fuck God. Is that the implication? Because well, that's like perhaps. isn't that like an old worldy? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, he 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 knows her. She knows him. That's like an old. She slang knew him. For, yeah. Knew him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe, Hot. maybe with the content warnings I gave just a few moments ago, John. Oh perhaps. no. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I should. Mm. <laughs> um. So they had these weekly meetings that they called satsang. Uh, so a lot of the um, a lot of the terms that they use come from Sanskrit or from Hindu Hindu terms. He doesn't use them in the way that that Hindus or the the ancients intended these practices to oh, be no. used. Has he not done even the most basic no. research? No, okay. he just kind of, kind of. I reckon probably knows about as much as about as I do, and I've just read like a few books on yoga. That's the kind of vibe yeah, I get. Okay, right. he's he's looked in the glossary, but not too closely. Yeah, okay. yeah, flicked through the Bhagavad Gita, but never gone into the <laughs> the sutras of Patanjali. Nothing. That would yet. be a good T-shirt. I flicked through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Available um, soon on our uh, Etsy store. Yeah. We don't. We don't have an Etsy store. No, it? don't waste your time and go and look for it yet. Ooh. Um, so, as well as these uh, weekly meetings, they would have these individual hypnotherapy sessions with. Oh, what should I call Andre? I'll call him Andreas because cool. he's got so. I'm not going to list the whole list of names, uh, but let's go for Andreas because that's the that's the like share name, right? Okay. Um, so these hypnotherapy sessions would be called cleansings. So they're charged at $50 a person and you take them every week. Um, and he had this deep, hip, wait, this deep hypnotic voice to regress his members hmm. into their past trauma. Oh, wow. I hope listeners like me, you now feel deep and hypnotized. Yeah, or it's okay if you don't. <laughs> Sam, would you t- tell us some more in this voice that you found, Sam? I am uh, I'm pa- enjoying it. Perhaps that will make the next bit easier to hear. Mm. Uh in these cleansings now i've got to drop it uh the members would be um like encouraged to talk about traumas from their past obviously because a lot of these people are in their like maybe late teens early 20s if you go back into the past they were children and so a large uh figure in most children's lives are their parents so all these traumas would end up going back to what their parents did to them uh, okay that became a really good reason to encourage these people not to speak to their parents there we go john yeah, just did a very okay we look. can yeah yeah we can see that pattern and it's tricky isn't it because you know dealing with the uh the things that happened in your childhood on uh, intentionally or unintentionally around your parents that mm-hmm. have affected you and and shaped how you are as an adult that's an important thing to do obviously 
you know, not for us, Sam. You and I are uh, completely unaffected by anything in our past and Absolutely. have no foibles as a result of our um, lives up to this point. But some people do. Um, and mm-hmm. that's good and useful to, to think about that. Not that you have any perspective of that when you're in your teens and 20s particularly. No. But that's such an easy way to, yeah, cut you off from anybody else's opinion mm-hmm. and age when you maybe don't have other permanent people in your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's such a dangerous precedent for cutoff, isn't it? Goodness. And uh, in these in these sessions, they would be encouraged to like scream and cry and hit pillows and throw things, and that was their cleansing. And then there was another layer of that cleansing part of things, where in the in the group activities in the satsang, perhaps a theme that had come out in your cleansing might be shared to the group, and it wouldn't be specific. It wouldn't be personal necessarily but it would be like hey one of our brothers and sisters said this how does everyone feel and then that would turn into a group (laughs) like everyone crying and like rubbing each other's bodies in order to cleanse them of their sadness and their doubts well everyone needs a little bit of a cry and a rub don't they son i mean especially if you're in a room full of like 50 60 really hot people (laughs) i'm sure that is when i most want to both cry and rub yeah Um, so members are expected to go to these these weekly meetings the satsang and the individual meetings but then andreas began to hold these optional meetings uh i'm doing big air quotes and they were the other six days in the week that there wasn't the satsang oh wow so all the, you have all the time all then. the time and they were optional but then if you weren't at one someone would say to you the next time like hey i didn't see you on on Tuesday's meeting, where were you? The teacher had all these amazing yeah. things to say. You missed out on some really when he talked shit about your parents. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, just before we go any further, uh, I'm going to talk a bit about the beliefs in a second. But cool. I would just like to show you a picture of Andreas. Okay, great. Ready? Okay. Uh, so wait, before I show you, imagine uh, a a short man, muscular, uh, really shit hair. Uh, uh, and wearing little tiny pants. Okay, that's quite a vision. Okay. And now show me the real thing. Here we go. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, that head does not look like it should fit with that um, with that body. No, and it's hard to age him as well. No idea how old he is. He yeah. started this group in, in 1985, so he could be... Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. It's a bit like listeners. You'll see in the in the picture when we put it on Instagram. It's a bit like someone's taken maybe a uh, a Ken doll, uh, yeah. and then has taken the normal head off it and and put on like a Joan Rivers. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all grow, we all growing up had that Joan Rivers doll, didn't we? That's that's my bit of childhood trauma that I'd be sharing in the <laughs> meetings. Yeah, they made me play with Joan Rivers. Um, yeah, and that's been stuck on, or like maybe a really haggard. Um, G.I. Joe after he's seen some dark Yeah, shit. like a thousand yard stare G.I. Joe. Oh no. G.I. Joe who's also had some plastic surgery. Um, wow, he wow. is quite a vision and those are a very tiny pants. Very tiny, tiny pants. Um, and in, in the documentary, like almost all the footage you see of him, I don't really remember him wearing like both sets of clothes. Either he'd have like trousers and no shirt or a shirt and, and like Winnie the Pooh legs. <laughs> so just... All when the is the Winnie the Pooh coming back as a fashion look? That's what I want to know, Sam. It's very funny when you accidentally catch someone in a Winnie the Pooh, isn't it? You're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. It's not a great look. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about their uh, beliefs. So, like, 
the major tenant of it is a uh, the David tenant of the ma- it. The David tenant of Sorry. it, no, is um, a practice called Shakti, which is is the transference of energy. So okay. he uses it in a way that the other Hindus and other people who um, ascribe to these sort of spiritual beliefs they don't necessarily use it this way oh, okay um, but his way is specifically about the transfer of energy from the master to the disciple so from him to one of his followers it's um, already sounding like a euphemism sam well it will get more euphemistic as oh. time goes on uh and so the the main practice the one that he would do with everybody would be uh you know he'd get his his followers into sort of a frenzied state um, and then he'd push his thumb or finger really hard into their forehead or their third eye oh wow in order for them to, to pass out oh oh yeah, to like fully like Ugh. oh goodness it's interesting that's that's so like the um like revivalist church right of speaking in tongues and getting in a crazy state and then you yeah. get that like sometimes it looks like they really twat them on the head and then <laughs> yeah. they fall fall That's back. That's a technical well. spiritual term. <laughs> yeah. And lo, the Lord did twat him on the head. I mean, it might as well be that. Yeah, yeah. So he would, yeah, then just like uh, persistently twat them on the head until they fell down. Jeez. So this group, uh, because they're at these really, really regular meetings, they all decide to live together. So they move in together uh, and they live in kind of houses of around eight people. So they all had jobs outside of the group um, and then obviously did service within the group. So like, hey, John, you've just finished hey, work sir. as a uh, West Hollywood career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, what jobs must there be in West? Um, like a, a wheat grass agitator. Yeah. Oh, or a, a beach man <laughs> is there a beach? a beach man i assume there is um and so then you come home and it's like oh it's your turn to do the cooking tonight or okay. whatever it is you, you perform some kind of service in the in the group um and all of them were encouraged to maintain a good exercise practice so they'd exercise every day okay um and they everyone would kind of pitch in to pay for things um but the the practice of service was all about like I willfully offer you service as my brother, as my sister, as my. Thank master, you for willfully offering me service, Sam. Well, like you willfully offered me service when you made me a cup of tea when I came here today. I did, and I did it will 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 willingly. <laughs> will willingly. That's a, a Dickens character. Hello, I'm Will Willingly. <laughs> um, um, so the the members like obviously people who are going to do that sort of thing it attracts really like generous and loving people people who love taking care of other people and who love yeah you know people who love languages acts of service and as it kind of as it kind of climbed up and and grew a lot of these people became andreas's personal friends servicers Um. no not not that kind of services yet okay um but he had messieurs that he called body workers so in this thing of like the group rubbing each other part of that was massage so he would have his own body workers he had chefs um he like people had these individual roles um one of them there's a story in the in the documentary that i'm basically going to tell as it is in the documentary there's this guy uh julian who who is a member of this group and one day one of like andreas's inner group of people was like uh he wants a fruit salad you need to make him a fruit salad 
and Julian was like, oh my God, I get to make the master a fruit salad. And he... What a treat. He carved this, he would carve these beautiful sculptures out of fruit and he'd spend hours carving each individual piece and making making Andreas this beautiful, like, artistic fruit salad. And there are pictures of them in the documentary and they're fully, like, works of art. Oh, he makes, like, art. I don't know, I can see a picture of the Starry Night up there, but that sort of thing yeah, out yeah. of fruit. Oh, incredible. Um, and he loved it. That was his, like, oh, my God, I love doing this, these fancy, extravagant salads. And then one day he handed it over, went out of the room and came back in just as this member was sliding it into a blender to make him a smoothie instead of a fruit salad. And Julian just kind of didn't... He was just like, well, my service is to make him a fruit salad, so I'm going to continue, despite knowing now that they were being just made into oh, smoothies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Get ready for lots of little heartbreaking things like that because there's lots of them. There's also, I don't know, there's something like the 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 inherent thing of that kind of d- demand of service and receiving that service already is a bit ick. But also there's something oddly, I don't know if cruel's the right word, right? But there's a level of like, that's a level of taking the piss, right? To know that that person is still doing that. And that you don't need like there's something yeah. icky but about the power play. Of it that. wasn't necessarily Andreas who was saying make it oh, a smoothie, but, but then maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was okay. like I can't be bothered to eat this fancy thing. Just I just want fruit. Like who? Like I don't know where that came from. Um, but that was just I thought that was just a really like beautiful thing to draw out because how lovely to make someone a beautiful fruit salad and then ah oh, and put that? that put that passion and care um, into it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Um, and there was good, like, uh, social knowledge about cults by this point. Um, but the members would be like, well, if this is a cult, this is a really great one. Like, I don't mind. I'm fine. They were just having a lovely think that, time. Don't they? Ours, ours is a good one. Ours is, a good, ours is one of the good ones. Yeah. We're not going to have any of the problems every other high control group in history has ever had. Oh, no, not us. We're, we're all happy here. Um, also, another part of their practice was uh, because... Andreas is a ballet dancer. Okay. Did, he, to did a... he train? Do we, we don't know very much about what his. So he, I'll get a bit more into what his his career. Well, as okay, a performer we'll get some. Okay, like in a little right, bit. Okay. Um, but let's just say this for now because it's here. Um, he also said that he performed with the Oakland Ballet, which is a California ballet okay. school group. Um, but he would make his followers uh, practice dance. They practice ballet three to five hours a time, five to six days a week. Wow. And most of them hated it, but they did it because they loved him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, this guy must have some crazy charisma, right? Right. And he must have done in person because it, does <laughs> it not, doesn't translate it in them. It doesn't come across in footage. And I've got a video to show you later, and I'm sure you will agree. Um, so back to the beliefs, he claims to have based some of them on the Bhagavad Gita, which is a Hindu book uh, which talks about dharma, karma and and yogic practices. But like I said, he just sort of like flicked through it. And, and then did his own version. His own yeah, like he's just picked out the buzzwords and gone, oh, this sounds a bit Sanskrit-y, let's use that. Um, but the main thing that they were trying to attain was the knowing. And so Andreas had the knowing and it was his uh, privilege to be able to share the knowing with his followers. I'd like to share the knowing with you, Sam. Thank you. Uh, 
I'll go and tell your partner. <laughs> um, <laughs> he would have the... So they would go on these, like, retreats and he would take a group of... Like, he'd be like, hey, you five, it's your turn to get the knowing today. And so the rest of the group would just carry on doing their yeah. service or whatever it was they were doing. But he would take these few people and he would give them the knowing which for them was the realisation of being able to see and hear God and it was only attainable through Andreas. Wow. Um, not all members were able to receive it. He would cherry pick okay. individuals. And um, to, to see and hear God? To see and hear God. Goodness me, okay. Like, I, like if I'm a spiritual seeker, like, yes, please. Yeah, like, yeah. I That's would like on that. Offer, yeah. Um, and he would he would hold back the knowing from people. He'd be like, oh, you're not ready yet. And that would keep these people gripped. Yeah, it becomes a real incentive. Okay. Um, and then they would also see people who, you know, people who'd been involved for years and waiting for their chance to get the knowing would see people come in, get the knowing and then carry on. And, you know, you'd watch, it wasn't, there wasn't an order. It would be whoever he wanted to impress oh, that again, day. And that's cruel. I always think of that with the kittens, the Scientologists, where yeah. you have people who, might be on staff and working, but mm-hmm. are have done like the bottom couple of courses, yeah. and then some people come in with lots of money and race through it all in yeah a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's so heartbreaking. Exactly that, but it seems to have been like partly about about money, but partly about like does he does he like you? Oh, then you get it. Um, so this there's um a bit of footage in this documentary about what the knowing looks like, and then um in some of the other articles and pieces that I read about it. Um, the people who received the knowing talk about being able to like hear colors and see sounds and they would they just got into this sort of like frenzied state where wow. yeah where they would just like they felt that they saw and heard god and they come back like i've got the knowing and i can't i don't know how to share it with you but and so they they all look like quite glassy eyed and when he's talking they're all just kind of staring at him with adoration like creepy Victorian. I dolls. wish you could see how creepy these um, eyes are that Sam is doing at me across the table. Yeah, um, but all quite, yeah, vague, yeah. like unfocused eyes, but focused on this, this Joan Rivers Kendall that, that they they love. Um, <laughs> I don't know who has the copyright for the Kendall. Is it Mattel? Maybe. Yeah. If you want, if you're interested in that. Um, yeah. Mattel, get in touch. We're happy to um, we're happy to sell you that idea. Yeah, sure. Um, let's go a little bit more into some uh, more beliefs and practices. Okay. Uh, wait, hang on. I'm going to skip forward and then I'm going to skip back in my notes. I'll remember where I've gone. So in the early 1990s, um, I as this, them well. it's when I was born. Hi, um, as this group. Oh, John just stuck his middle finger up at me if you're not on the Patreon. Oh, damn, I thought I was going to get away with that. No, no, everyone should know how mean you are. Um, they moved as a, as this group was kind of growing and their individual homes weren't quite cutting it for the community that they wanted to create. They moved from uh, West Hollywood and they set up a compound in Austin, Texas that they then named the Buddha Field. Great. So they built this this beautiful compound. They had these lovely gardens. They had like peacocks and chickens and they had a wallaby. 
That's just a fun fact. I want a wallaby. Can we get an official show mascot wallaby? Is that okay? I don't know that Ash would like that. Ash is my dog. I don't know that Ash would appreciate a wallaby in the house. We can get a wallaby as long as it can live with you and not with me. (laughs) Damn it. Um, Currently, you're the one with a garden, so. That's true. Um, What, like the money for this, is this coming from the pooled assets of the group? Yep. Okay. Yep. So people with uh, family money, people with jobs. Um, and then they're all working in the group. So in this compound, they start to grow their own food and all that sort of okay. stuff. So it becomes a bit more self-sustaining. But then as people joined, they would inject a new flow of money in there. Like, so it was it was just kind of rattling along. But they weren't flashy. Like, unlike people like Jim Jones and stuff, he didn't he didn't have this sort of like palatial okay, thing. Yeah, was... he, he lived sort of, I mean, I'm sure better than the rest of the group, but there was no... I've I've not seen anything about him being like super bougie or anything. Okay, interesting. That's quite a different but vibe, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah, the vibe I get it's... from him is it's just all about him. Okay. Basically. Um, it's all about me. It's all about me. Oh, I was just joining in. Oh, thank you. Uh, early nineteen nineties, John. What else happens in Texas? Waco. Correct. Yeah. Coming to a future episode near you, listeners. Ooh. Uh, so when uh, Waco happens, he fully freaks out. The group goes underground. They fully detach from their families. Just quickly, Sam, for anybody who doesn't know about the Waco siege and is looking forward to it coming up in uh, future episodes, uh, spoilers, uh, but this is the story of a, um, a cult group, um, the Branch Davidians, led by a guy called David Koresh, um, and there was a long and protracted siege of their compound by the FBI and the ATF um, that led to, yeah, quite a prolonged gun battle and death and fire and destruction. And it was, yeah, a scary event for everyone concerned. Lots of wrongdoing on both ends um, of that. But, yeah, it became a big zeitgeisty thing about the threat posed to religious groups, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it, so it sort of put put them on the radar of of uh uh what am i trying to say cults uh removery people what am i trying to deprogrammers yep okay that sort of thing um but the in like as part of the detachment from their families if one of the members was going on a trip somewhere they would all write a postcard that then the person who'd gone on a trip would send or if some yeah someone say someone's oh. going to India for a yoga retreat, they would send a bunch of postcards from the different members to their respective families to be like, "Hey, mum, don't worry about me. I'm in Rishikesh." Oh, wow. Whereas really they're round the corner from where they live in in Austin. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. They oh do I say this yet? Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Do it. Uh, they also practiced for capture by the FBI, um, in that they would have these like mock sort of acting classes where someone would be the FBI agent and they would be trying to get the person to admit that they knew Andreas and they would be convincing the other that they don't know Andreas. Wow. Um, and and basically they would do anything for him. All of them were like, I would have taken a bullet for him. I would do anything for, for this man. Wow. Incredible. And I, but I suppose it makes sense, right? If you, it's the thing we always talk about right here and that you know these aren't stupid people or people that are particularly you know any different to any one of us if you find that thing and and buy into it then it makes 
and and you know that there's a government threat to similar groups it's sort of I, those yeah. moments where it's got oh that should feel like a massive red flag right if you're going to church and part of the service is <laughs> how to speak to the FBI yeah but it also makes total sense if you believe you found this sacred thing and have to protect yeah it's and so the weird and the out thing that they're talking about the them and us all that vibe yeah it's, it all it all builds from it so we're in the we're in the early 90s John we're a group of a hundred or so very hot thin people i am a group of hot thin people thank you for reminding me you are yeah um and however uh they practiced sexual abstinence and the reason for that was for oh, john just did a very sad face uh for not necessarily the concept of abstinence but for yeah. where i presume this is eventually going to go yeah um i've got a couple of totally chill things to share Great. uh Quote, one who has experienced the orgasm of meditation, that's the greatest orgasm. Not sure that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You're not meditating enough. (laughs) Fair. Okay, fine. That's also true. What a millennial read. You don't meditate enough. (laughs) Weird flex, but okay. Um, Join us on Patreon for our podcast, (laughs) The Joys of meditation orgasm that's gonna be a john solo episode that one (laughs) we're really good friends but i'm not sure we're that good friends it might be solo but we'll come together (laughs) (laughs) so uh andreas would say no one's allowed to have sex but because they were all hot and young and free Everyone was actually fucking everyone, okay. really. So don't worry about them too much. Um, but he was super, like, juvenile about sex. He'd get really ick about the whole thing. Another quote was, there's nothing as silly as watching two people having sex. I mean, it's probably quite true. I imagine it does look very silly. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he would make people spend extended time together, meditating together. He does a lot of eye-gazing. We're eye-gazing. We are. It's you've got very nice eyes, Sam. So do you. Yours are very blue. Thank you. Uh, but even though we're eye gazing, we're still not allowed to have sex. Damn it. Ah. Um. Another couple of quotes. Uh, to be a person is to be a mask, and you never know who you're talking to behind that mask. The real person is somewhere behind that mask. So the idea of the eye gazing is that. Okay, I see your mask and then I see your soul. And again, that's one of those things that has some truism in it, right? But it's also quite a sinister way of seeing the world. Yeah, right? Yeah, because it's nice just to believe people are who they purport to be. Because that's easier, (laughs) isn't it? And another totally chill quote that comes from the same sort of time. If you can't stand naked in front of your master, you can't stand naked in front of your god turns out he's the master so in case that link does god want that though like god might be put it away yeah he might be a prude i don't know i've seen enough of those over the years i I mean if the catholic church is anything to go (laughs) definitely a prude right so like as i've mentioned uh everyone was like his idea of beautiful as people got older as this group went on so it was running for like 20 odd years so we're just kind of so long i had no idea yeah i haven't i haven't gone through uh in a granular way and got in 1997 this happened blah 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 oh yeah kind of an overview of these folks but he would 
as people started to age a little bit, he would suggest little bits of uh, zhuzhing up they might be able to do Ooh, to a them. little zhuzh. A little zhuzh, yeah. Maybe a little eyebrow lift, maybe a little cheek filler, maybe a little lip thing. Um, so he would talk about the fact that the body is just a, a vehicle for your energy, but also that vehicle should probably have really perky tits or it should have a nice uh, square jaw yeah. if you're a masculine appearing person. Um, and he would have more and more surgery himself. He would wear makeup, but they would never talk about that. Uh, okay. So he would be like out standing in a lake doing a speech to them all. He would have mascara running down his face, but they wouldn't mention it because they can't, admit because they can't say he's not perfect because he's, he's the voice of God, right? But as he had surgery, here's another totally chill thing to do. Before he had the surgery, he would make another member of his group have that same surgery so he could see how it looked. So say I want to get my lips done, right, John? I say, John, you go get your lips done. I want to see what it looks like before I do it. That's horrendous. Right? I mean, that's a bit like the rumours that, um, oh my God, I've forgotten which way round the Heaven's Gate folks are. Tea and dough. Tea and dough. Yeah. Tea goes first. Dough is the yeah, guy. The, the, yeah, um, Mar- Marshall Applewhite. Yeah. Supposedly, he sent them to get the old snip snip before yeah. he was going to do it. I mean, like, it's disputed whether that's true or not, but that's a, a similar pattern. But that is horrible. Isn't it? Yeah. Like using other human beings as your mirror. Yeah. In such a visceral way. Yeah. That's so horrible. So this, hence the Joan Rivers face that we observed earlier on. You asked a little bit before, John, about his um, his performance history. Yeah, what's his CV? We might hire him, Sam. Uh, just before we get into the, like, uh, super bad stuff, which is coming very soon, listeners. Uh, but here's some fun beforehand. Uh, so he was in a film that you might have almost definitely seen. Oh, my God. He's in a highly acclaimed film. He's in the film Rosemary's Baby. Is he? He is. For about one and a half milliseconds as an extra. And he just kind of looks straight at the camera and turns around. Oh, no. I mean, that adds to the creepiness of that film. Um, Good film. I haven't watched that in years. I've never seen it. Oh, mate, let's watch it. It's good. Yeah, it seems like the sort of one. We'll watch it when I move around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was kind of it for his formal acting career. Okay. Except, uh, the, kind of the reason he moved to Hollywood from, from Venezuela was to be a performer, be an actor and a ballet dancer. Um, the other thing that it, it sort of turned out he'd done is just a, like quite a few porn <laughs> videos. Like, and there's, there's a particularly um, uh, acrobatic looking one where he is, I think he's, I, I, this was in the documentary, but he's like resting his arms on a bit of a sofa and there is another man below him, like, with his penis in his mouth like doing like this vibe so um, like, you know <laughs> hey um, Patreon here you go <laughs> let's, uh, I'll try and describe this for you listeners like, so Sam is lying back in her chair her feet are out and, then, like, and her uh, arms are above her head and she's pulling the legs, the legs. down towards so he's, her he's up like so it's a bit like someone imagine you're like at the in gym and you're doing that gym thing where you pull down but you're doing yeah. that to pull penis into your mouth while somebody else is doing like the wheelbarrow yes. on top of you. Exactly If that. you can picture that, that's yeah. not only what Sam is doing <laughs> in my house right now. Yeah. But is also this bit of footage. Yes. Yeah. Very Power, interesting. Stuff. It was, yeah, very athletic. 
um, because of his love for, for performance, uh, a new member joined the group who was a very wealthy person. They funded the building of a theatre on their land. Amazing. So they built this proscenium arch theatre um, where the members would rehearse a ballet show for a year. Um, beautiful, awful sets and costumes and everything like that. These beautiful choreographies. And then they would perform them one single time and just for each other. So they'd all be in the show and they'd perform it. This is the performance. Bump. And then they'd never do it again. So it'd be they'd be filmed by by Will, the creator of this documentary, but they wouldn't show them to to people. That is insane, but is one yeah. of my favourite things that happens with these groups. I was concentrating, Sam, what I was trying to type, which I haven't been able to do in time. Um, was I don't know, and listeners, this is a podcast recommendation. If you haven't yet listened to Revelations, which is a Jennings Brown podcast, who did the great series on Teal Swan, cool, um, the Gateway. Um, he visited a cult around the time that they had an end of the world prediction, mm-hmm. and spoiler alert, afterwards. Um, but the guy who ran that runs that who in some ways sounds very similar to this guy, it's quite interesting, mm. um, is all about the sort of the arts and classics and everything's, mm. you know, columns and pillars and yeah. uh, beautiful fountains and things. Um, but he similarly would make them perform, you know, like learn orchestral pieces of classical music and play them just for one-off concerts in the thing and they'd have theatre troops and things. Wow. Uh, which is just crazy, isn't yeah. it? I just... I must, are there, Am is I, there I, footage I, of those in the... Yeah. Yeah, in the thing. Wow. You're going to have to watch it yeah, after yeah, we finish this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, this theatre, it still exists. Um, if you are local to Austin, Texas, and you've ever seen a show at the One World Theatre, which, looking on like Reddit and things, a lot of people were like, what? I I just saw Pink Floyd there like two weeks ago, and things like that. Wow. Um, as far as we can tell, the venue is no longer associated to Andreas or to the Buddha Field or to any of these okay. people. The followers aren't allowed to read, watch TV, read, uh, or drink alcohol or take any drugs. Everything has to come from what they've made and what he gives them. It's basically. all just fruit salad. All just smoothies. Fruit salad and cry rubs. Oh, <laughs> name of your sex tape. Um, <laughs> That's the sequel to the And, uh, okay, so I've got a few little sprinklings of totally chill things. Great. Uh, popping a content warning here for abortion or pregnancy loss as well. If you don't need to hear that today, just skip forward like like three minutes. Uh, he, during this whole 20 years of the group, no children were ever born. Um, he would recommend that these women would go and have abortions. Okay. Uh, by recommend, I mean he would make them go and have abortions. Um, and... So this, yeah, this this woman, uh, Vera, who talks in the documentary, was made to have an abortion. She was told she couldn't be in the community if she had this baby. And yet in, in the whole 20 years, no children were ever born in it. Um, there was another story about another woman who'd got a dog that she was really excited to have. Oh, this is sad. Uh, but he made her give the dog back to the shelter. Like, no. no you, you can't have anything else dependent on you. You need to just focus on I need the attention. Don't give the dog the attention. Yeah. Oh, he's such a dickhead, isn't he? I do not like this guy. No. It's going to get worse. Um, 
something else that was weird is when things started to get like a bit intense he would just pull these really weird silly faces so he would say something quite spiritual and then if if something got a bit close or a bit serious he'd be like ah and just pull some funny faces to like break the tension oh interesting again like really sort of child childlike behavior right like you were sort of like you were alluding to before yeah and oh do we play this now yeah, yeah we play this it. now uh so i don't know if you want to pause the recording to do it and then we can just describe oh, yeah, what we listen to yeah go on i mean wow sam there is a lot going on in that music yeah. video so I just played uh, John a small clip from the documentary, which is the the music video that they produced, which is named La Femme Fatale. La Femme Fatale. La Femme Fatale. Yeah, where he's got like backing singers and uh, belly dancers. And... and one moment he's sort of dressed in sort of like uh, sort of roby, jazzy, sparkly, yeah. waistcoaty type clothes showing off his chest and his weird creepy face uh and then suddenly he's doing like a james bond or a um oh what is it the milk trade the man who... oh yeah the milk tray man <laughs> yeah, yeah that kind of uh, a very old british reference for yeah. you there um where he's suddenly like in a tux and looking very sultry in black and mm-hmm. white um wow yeah or singing about the wiles of this woman who could get any man yeah. she's a fatal woman yeah. yeah, every and every every man is a possible catch, right? Yeah, that's the name of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's another sort of thing that they did. Um, they would. Oh, okay. I laughed and then I read the rest of the sentence. So he, they, in this, um, in this compound with the with the wallaby and the chickens and the other animals that they kept, they would. He would also keep. Beautiful exotic... It's very unfair he's allowed the wallaby, but that woman's not allowed a dog. Sorry to be hung up on that, Sam. But... Ah, yeah, but the wallaby was for everyone. The dog was just for her. Ah, it was a communal wallaby. <laughs> oh. Uh, they would also keep exotic birds in, in cages and to demonstrate to the group what happens if you left, he would release an exotic bird and then it would never come back to its cage. So it left once and then it could never come oh, back. Symbolism. Mm allegories yeah um he oh so something else that happened this is another totally fucking awful chill thing right bear in mind so all these people are all hippies they're all like spiritual enlightened like shoulder wigglers from what sam is doing across the table from me chill shoulder wigglers um but because of all these animals that were that were on the in the compound that also attracted lots of rats so they they had hundreds of rats like a big like bad rat problem gross um and how do you get rid of rats john you could get cats maybe but no 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 i don't think he's a cat guy um instead he would send his pacifist members out with shovels to just kill hundreds of rats so they would be there absolutely hating every second of having to just kill all these animals that is horrendous but they did it for him very sad very sad like I love you very much but I don't know if I could kill an animal for you I could no I think I could if an animal had like 
was threatening you. But that's different, right? Than yeah. just than just a rat twatting a life. rat with a spade. Sorry, that's the second time I yeah. used the verb. Twatting a twat rat is the... very funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, is that an English thing? Oh yeah, because Americans say twat instead of twat. Do don't they? they? Yeah. Email and... us coffeeandcults at gmail dot com. Yeah. yeah. Do let you us, have the verb let us know to your twat? twat preference? <laughs> So uh, another thing that he would talk about when when members were or like it was muttered that people could leave, he would say like if you left the group you'd be dead in a year because you'd be out from under the wing of his grace. He would also so a lot of the uh, men that were members of the group were gay men and had had joined the group because of um, like maybe their families weren't so comfortable with their oh, lifestyle well, okay, so yeah. they joined this like. Oh, that's sad as well. Yeah. Isn't it? Goodness. Yeah. Um, but also in the 90s, we're in the AIDS crisis, right? So he would say, like, you leave here, you're going to get AIDS. Uh, and he would also tell his members that they had cancer, but don't tell anyone because I'll cure it for you. I've discovered that you have cancer, but don't tell anybody because I'll just cure it because I've, I'm the voice of God. Oh, my God, that is horrific. Isn't it gross? It's all gross. And bear in mind, he has this conversation with you in your cleansing that you've paid him yeah. 50 bucks for, still, even though we're in a compound. Um, and then you have to go to the One World Theatre and do a little dance afterwards with the knowledge that you've got cancer that he's curing for you right now. It's another one of those things that just also makes me think, we talk about this a lot, right? The point at which we go, are they sincere and misguided? or And then start to abuse the position they're in? Or, oh, hello, cheeky. Um, or are they knowingly manipulating as a matter of course? And that sounds yeah. like some real manipulative shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gross. Uh, are you ready to hear about how this group starts to fall? Yeah, I let's think you do are. Uh, so by sort of like twenty-ish years in, all the original members of the group had realised the the vibe of it had sort of shifted away from what it originally was. So to begin with, what drew them in was it was all about their experience and it was all about their spiritual growth. And then as time went on, it became more and more about Andreas. Okay. Uh, so they used to sing songs about like uh, universal love in their satsang meetings. But suddenly they'd stop. These songs had stopped being about God and started being about the teacher or the master. We're going to sing a song to the master instead. In 2006... A male member of the group who'd been in since the very beginning wrote an email and he wrote and he sent this email to all of the members of the Buddha field individually, a big group email. BCC. BCC, probably just CC. It's 2006. People didn't know email etiquette. Um, where he accused Andreas of all sorts of heinous behaviour. Uh, content warnings for sexual abuse starting now uh, he would uh, so this this person alleges that he would masturbate in front of people uh, in a sort of Harvey Weinstein uh. accused way uh, he, so he was accused of um, emotional physical spiritual sexual abuse and that he had been forcing the the writer of this email and other young male members of the group into sexual relationships that they did not want with him. Oh. He would tell them that no is against the rules. These, uh, this 
uh, rape was hidden in their therapy sessions. The ones that he would be charging them $50 for. Um, and he said it was saving their lives and it was another way to get them closer to the God experience. So horrendous. And there are a few accounts of these men who were raped by Andreas who would say like, I, I would I would think like Monday to, to Wednesday I'd be fine and I'd be blissful and then Thursday I'd go, oh no, it's going to happen again on Friday. And then on Friday they would go to their cleansing, they would be raped and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday they would kind of, Saturday and Sunday they would recover, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday they were in emotional, spiritual bliss. And it happened every week for years. And the men Can't would have... Even begin to imagine that that's so horrendous it it's like spiritual abuse to the highest degree and the men would all have different days of the week as well so as it all started to unravel they'd be like i'm tuesday oh i'm thursday oh i'm friday afternoons i'm sunday mornings so he was just constantly abusing these men as they allege yeah yeah Wow. Wow. Uh, He immediately came out to deny these actions, but this was enough to cause an unravelling. And so members started to, you know, you believe your friends. So you go, oh my God, this happened to you. I can't believe I didn't know. I'm so sorry. They would leave. And then they would, it would, it caused a sort of like drip, drip, drip. But as that unravelling started, he announced another knowing session. He hadn't done one for years and suddenly there was going to be another knowing. And so that kept in a lot of a those lot of people. Oh, people who'd been in the group for years and yet never received the knowing because he hadn't been doing these these practices yeah. for a little while. He and then in these in this knowing session, he asked them to kind of protect him for, from those people that were out to get him. The most recent piece of action from this group is as the Austin community fell apart. Um, he, with the help of Will Allen, as he was still in the group, and with some other members, relocated to Hawaii, hence Honolulu Magazine. I knew you were wondering. Yes, of course. Um, so with a, a few remaining individuals, it was a really small number, nothing compared to the height of, yeah. of what it was. Um, and in the, in the documentary, you see all these members of the, interview, of, the, of the thing in their interviews, and they all seem so sad that it's gone mm. and not not regretful but just like they really miss it they miss yeah. that community that they had um and i read a cool article as well i think it might have been cnn or something where it got a group of them together and it was like it was just like seeing like an old uh, drama school class or something yeah, all get yeah. back together and they have this easy sort of relationship with each other that then suddenly because yeah. of this selfish arsehole was just suddenly yeah, again, that's one wind. of the, the really tragic things, isn't it? That so often you hear those stories about what the community meant. Mm. And all of that stuff is is real and genuine good time, yeah. right? But but that all sort of becomes poisoned by that one, yeah, right? one act. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so he's in Hawaii and he starts a yoga centre. And I did write down the name, but... I didn't write it in these notes, apparently. I read the name, for sure. Um, Show off. And thank you, I can read. Um, He had some more surgery. He's built a new compound in Hawaii, which they call the Fortress. 
they now have around maybe that is let's add a new section not only totally chill things for a cult leader to say but also totally chill things to call your home yeah gone from the buddha field to the fortress yeah, um like he now has maybe another hundred followers uh, and he's so he's had no this, this has never gone to court this no. is never <gasps> no uh, and he now goes by another name uh, Reichi which means God King so no longer the voice of God he is God King um, and some of these members have been with him all the way through and some of them are new wow oh my god uh, is that is that just because nobody wanted to testify against him is that just because the authorities didn't do anything like it yeah i don't i don't know it could be like a statute of limitations thing it could be an evidence thing like hey no if anything happened it was a consensual relationship that we had that was born out of to prove yeah yeah um and he he uh did uh, put out a statement after the release of the documentary to be like oh i'm really sad that this came out this is obviously not true they didn't understand the message blah blah like all this bullshit yeah, yeah. that basically just means fuck off <laughs> what a fucker uh so that's it so i'll leave you with the happy thought of just do on. your research before you go and do a yoga class in hawaii yeah that's so terrifying, isn't it? And that thing about name changing often enough that people can't immediately find that backstory. Like I still, still see people sharing fucking Osho spiritual oh, no. quotes. Yeah. Oh, no. Stop it. No, don't. Something else that I forgot to tell you that I definitely should have put in earlier is another part of that like isolation technique he did was also he gave everyone new names. Oh, so I think okay. Will Allen's name was like Francesco or something. He would give them all these other... Yeah names that he just liked more i guess yeah and again i guess divorces you from your previous like there's a way to have a name which is your name in that context which is yeah. an addition to your name yeah and, and a way to that, do that, that which you is, chose or that your parents yeah. gave you but... and a way to do that which is this cuts you off from who you previously were i can't believe i did i did know a little bit about him but yeah. i had no idea he was still active and free in the world scary God. stuff right really scary wow yeah. thank you sam you're welcome and thank you very much holly yeah, for your you, recommendation holly for the suggestion goodness yeah and so yeah so recent as well and yeah look well like and, still yeah as far as i could tell um and he Ooh. still looks the same just a little bit more uh sam is mashing her face and stretching it back violently with her hands like was... a like a facelift yeah wow yeah goodness well thank you sam very well told thank you listeners for listening or for watching if you're on patreon hi bye um we hope you've had a lovely time if you would like to get in touch uh, please do so coffee and cults at gmail.com or on various social medias at coffee and cults if you'd like to support us in making this podcast you can do that with a one-off payment and buy us a coffee to drink while we record you can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash coffee and cults or if you'd like to support us more regularly you can head over to patreon patreon.com forward slash coffee and cults and support us with a regular donation 
And in return, not only will you get this lovely podcast and a lovely video of it, um, but also some cool extra bits and pieces as well. Um, or if you can't do either of those things, please help us spread the word if you enjoy what we're doing. Please do uh, continue to comment and review and share it with people. We would appreciate that. And yeah. until next time, we hope you have a lovely time. Happy March. I don't know, is, is that a holiday? Happy International Women's Day for those of you who are celebrating. Yeah, That's happening in we a couple of weeks. Uh, we, we love you. you. Bye. Bye. We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we've been. I found out that I was actually getting a two-inch by two-inch brand with a